0: And Giannis bitching about a game ball, which he got, by the way. I don't know if you saw the video of the Bucks' assistant coach or trainer, whoever it was, sprinting onto the floor and grabbing the ball as it was bouncing.
1: Immediately grabbed it. It was one of the worst misunderstandings I've ever seen. It felt like a, a, like a deleted scene off of some shitty reality show. It didn't feel like basketball. Seeing him just run into the locker room full speed,
0: um, awful visual. What is up, everybody? This is Zero Gravity, Apollo Media's NBA podcast, where I'm gonna slander Giannis Antetokounmpo for like 37 minutes, probably.
1: I love this. I yeah. love
0: this. Now, this podcast is brought to you by Zing Zhang's Blazing Bloody Mary Mix and the celebrity Mint. Go check out the link in the description below on YouTube at Apollo H-O-U. I'm here. With the, what We Learned Houston Rockets Edition King, Josh Garcia. How we doing, bud? Yes, sir. I'm doing great. I'm
1: in, I'm, I'm in my hater shit today. I really want to get into some hater shit. If it's 25 minutes of me shitting on Giannis, shitting on Joel Embiid, I have so much hate in my heart right now, and I feel like this is the safest space to do it. So let's get after it.
0: Yeah, we, we had a lot of fun last episode, poking fun at Zion. Uh, this is not a fat-shaming podcast, but this is a, a hater podcast, if you will. Uh, Giannis, he scored 64 points on Wednesday night just after recording last episode. So we missed that timing wise, but, uh, he attempted 32 free throws, which if Luca had Giannis's whistle, uh, he would score 70 a night. Yep. Uh, no, no problems there. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, if you haven't already experienced the Giannis complaining about the game ball situation, then, um, I'm happy for you because it was incredibly annoying. It's the worst thing I've experienced this year in the NBA. And that's including like Kyrie getting hurt by his own player and Luca just like crumbling during the in season tournament. Like things like that have already happened to my team and Giannis bitching about a game ball, which he got, by the way. I don't know if you saw the video of the Bucks assistant coach or trainer, whoever it was, sprinting onto the floor and grabbing the ball as it was bouncing. Immediately
1: grabbed it. It was one of the worst misunderstandings I've ever seen. It felt like a, a, like a deleted scene off of some shitty reality show. It didn't feel like basketball. Seeing him just run into the locker room full speed, um, awful visual. Um, I didn't like it, but I will say uh, in regards to the 64-point game, that shot chart, all-time shot chart. Three bricks, top of the key, all of his makes. I mean, yeah, sure. Like, he shot very well. All of all of his makes
0: uh, were within three feet of the basket. And I was just like, damn.
1: Well, this guy had no bag. No bag.
0: Seven feet tall. You're not expected to have a bag in the right. sense of shooting outside of the key. So, yes, every shot was literally in the middle of the, like, right underneath the basket. Every green dot. And then he had 32 free throws. I think he made 28 or 29 of them. Like, yep. congratulations! You shot really well from free throw. They're called free throws for a reason. You should make a majority of them. That's right. That's right. But him running down the tunnel like it was the fucking malice at the palace. Yeah. What are we doing?
1: Oh my god! Crazy ass visual. Uh, it, it bad for the league. Bad for the sport. Um, I'm so out on Giannis. Not that I was ever in because I have personal vendettas. You know, he robbed James Harden of an MVP. He's a bitch. Uh, He's a loser, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. almost a generational loser if he didn't have that one ring. But, uh, you know, we'll see how his career turns out. But he is a bitch, I
0: will say. So back in about 2015, 2016, it was the era of the unicorn. Uh, Giannis, Kristaps Porzingis, and there was one other player, and I don't remember who it was because they obviously didn't turn out well if I can't remember their name. But there was three players that it was kind of like the unicorn war. Whose side were you on? One of my best buddies that I swam with in college, he was a Giannis guy early on 2014. He was like, Giannis is my favorite player to watch. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> sure. Have fun with your Greek freak like, yep. weirdo. Like, I don't like him. Didn't care for him. Then I was a Chris Stapps guy. Cause uh, obviously I have a little bit of a Knicks bias, but he was a Giannis guy. I was a Chris Stapps guy. He kind of, I mean, he got the better end of the bargain there because Giannis did win an MVP. He has an NBA title now finals MVP. So, Sure, in that sense, but Giannis is a loser. The The game ball doesn't feel the same as it did on the court. No shot he said that. He did in the press conference. He was like, the game ball didn't it didn't feel the same, oh, and you can tell God. when the ball doesn't feel the same. He did oh, that. My. He ran down the tunnel where his brother's running after him, Tenasis, and he can't even get to him because he's a, a 15th guy on an NBA roster where he would really be like the 15th guy on a G League roster. Yep, at best, because he's tall and kind of athletic and looks like Giannis. Like he couldn't even hold Giannis back, and I- I'm just tired of Giannis acting weird. Like it's okay for you to be corny, if like LeBron, corny, fun, kind of corny.
1: Right. Reading the
0: Godfather every time you go to a playoff game and you're only getting to the first page, corny, but funny, but funny. Yeah, yeah. the uh, the the ring for blowjobs bell that Giannis has. Not as funny.
1: Yeah. There it
0: was at the beginning, and then he just he kind of blew it out of proportion. Yep. Uh, yeah, Giannis, he, you scored sixty four points. Congrats. Go grab the stat sheet. You already got the ball. Go get the stat sheet. Hold up the paper. Sixty four, whatever. It's not impressive anymore because we did just watch what, what's his nuts. Keegan Murray score forty seven last night. Fifty fifty is the new thirty. Uh, yeah, it, it does yeah. sixty four doesn't impress me. We watched it four times, five times last season. Like. It doesn't impress me. I watched Donovan Mitchell score 71. I watched Damian Lillard score 72. 64 doesn't impress me anymore. I watched Luka do a 60-point triple-double, which it doesn't happen. So that was a little bit more impressive to me because it's a triple-double to go along with 60. Not on free throws because Luka just does not get free throws and gets a tech every five seconds. Referees, I have a qualm to pick. Let it out. Let it out, brother. But Giannis, here's a little story. Here's a little story for the... uh, the audience. I have a buddy, Bailey Carlin, who I worked with at the Knicks wall, who went on to, he went on to work at Barstool for a period of time. And now he owns this really good, awesome media company called Bad Brain Media. Go check them out if you're needing some media assistance. So he helps run Stephen A. Smith's like social media and podcasts, all that kind of stuff. He's doing all kinds of awesome things. He's, he just hit a million dollars in revenue um, for the year. So congratulations to Bailey on that. Absolutely. Bailey super. is a super talented person, great at social media. He understands how the social media world works. And early on, 2014 through 2017, 2018, call it, he would make t-shirts on uh, Redbubble or whatever. He would make designs and put his t-shirts up like a lot of people have done. He had an outline of Giannis with a little bit of green on the jersey, but no 34, no face on it. It was the the blank animated outline of Giannis, essentially, with Bucks colors on the jersey. And I can't remember what the t-shirt was. It was just some little t-shirt trying to make a few bucks here and there because he was a teacher at the time, and then he ended up working at Sports Illustrated and all these other kinds of things. But he would do that on the side, make t-shirts, because he's creative and he wanted to make t-shirts. It wasn't really for the money. I think he made a total of like $12 or $16 is what he was saying um, from that specific t-shirt, which means he sold two or three t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> okay? So why is Giannis, who has a $200 million contract, or 180 whatever his extension was this time, and it was already made... By the time he retires, he's going to be nearing a billion dollars in endorsement and contract money from the NBA. Why is he suing someone that made $12 off of a t-shirt from seven years ago, five years ago? I I don't know how long it was. It was either 2016, 2017 when he made the t-shirt. He took it down because he got CND'd by the NBA or whoever it was. Like... He'd already taken down the shirt. He made $12, $16. I can't remember how many dollars it was, but it was not more than 30 And Giannis oh, comes in for thousands, tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> is what he was suing Bailey for. Oh, my and God. Bailey's like, are we, are we really that mad about someone making $12 when you make hundreds of millions yeah. of dollars? Giannis is losing
1: money from that transaction. But, I mean, he's the type of dude to say, oh, oh, it's about the principal, like, I, I don't i don't understand it, it's another millionaire trying to take from somebody it, it's silly all-time corniness i'm and i'm over it
0: i understand trying to protect your brand and all of that kind of stuff it'd be one thing if bailey had made thousands of dollars on it right or tens of thousands of dollars on it off of his name and not getting the okay like with apollo here go check out apollohou.store we have tons of shirts of players from the astros the rockets We always clear it with the player. Hey, do you like this design? Are you cool if we post it? Are you cool if we make money on this shirt? And nine times out of ten, they're good. They're going to like the design. They're just going to ask for a couple free t-shirts, and then we put it up in the store. Giannis over here, he didn't even ask for a free t-shirt. He was like, I'm going to sue you. Like, from past experiences, lawyers are very expensive. Why are you going to pay your legal team? Tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars, for this one transaction where you're trying to get—I think it was twelve grand—from a guy that made twelve dollars off yeah. of a T-shirt that didn't even have your face, number, or like anything on there. Like An outline you can, of
1: his body—that's
0: that's, that's right, insane. With like a green jersey and shorts. That's so lame. And if you didn't pay attention to the NBA or sports in general, you'd have no idea that that's Giannis. If you're really in tune with basketball, you're probably going to understand that that's Giannis. Other than that, like you wouldn't. Get it? You all time loser, all time loser. Yep, yep, yep. Fuck you, Giannis. God bless. Um, let's move on to the Zing Zang Blazing Bloody Mary mix. Blazing hot take. So, if you haven't already, go get your Blazing Bloody Mary mix from Zing Zang. It's come pre-made with the vodka, or you can get your own vodka and just get the mix. Make your own Bloody, Mary, uh, Bloody Marys during the holidays. Christmas is coming just about a week here, so. It's blazing bloody mary mix from Zing Zing today. Go to your local liquor store and grab that. This is blazing hot take presented by Zing Zing. Joel Embiid is fraud and ducks good teams. Yep.
1: And this isn't even a blazing hot take. Immediately back to the hater shit. You you thought those you thought it was over? Nah nah nah. Welcome Keep the, the shit going. Episode. Keep the shit going. I mean his his game log. I, What are we talking about here? We're talking back-to-back against Detroit. Three games against Washington. A game against uh, uh, Charlotte. You got the Hawks. I mean, this is a generational Ducker. You're seeing a guy who is not playing against Minnesota, L.A., all these other different squads, right? They're losing all these games, to be fair, which might actually help his case and how efficient and important to his team he is, but we're not talking about this shit right now. He is a generational... Fucking shot, Chucker. This – in okay, and I was going to mention this during the whole Giannis thing because it would have it been a little bit more – it, w- it would have made a little bit more sense. But if we're talking strictly based off the in-season tournament, I think these players are getting brain rot. Their stat – their stat padding hard. There, You're seeing these players – Giannis played until a minute left in the fourth when they were up 20. I mean, Embiid is yeah. most of his points in the second half in these games. I mean – I don't know what it is with the stat padding. I don't know if that if mentally it gave them the green light to do all this shit. But I don't know what's been up with coaches this year. It it is cool to see players play you know thirty eight to forty two minutes a game again, but not like this. Like what are we doing? This shit, this this is a generational shot chucker. I'm I'm talking on levels we have never seen before. I mean, Giannis maybe, but. This shit's ridiculous. I'm I'm tired. I'm tired of seeing Joel Embiid. I'm tired of seeing him duck. I I cannot wait until he loses in the second round this year. The the agenda will never stop until the agenda is proven otherwise. And it
0: is. So if you're into prize picks or betting Twitter or better or whatever your daily fantasy app of choices, we're a prize (laughs) picks family here. Uh, Use code Apollo for... Up to $100 matched on your first deposit with there Prize is. picks. So go check them out. Um, Alex Caruso is this guy on Twitter. It, not that NBA player, but this <laughs> he's a guy that literally just tweets out the over, under, or the more or less on certain apps um, for certain players that he thinks is a guarantee or close to a lock or whatever. And people parlay them together and all of a sudden they make lots of money. Typically, he's done very well. He is probably a two to one, three to one ratio of winning to losing on each individual stat for the NBA this season, he decided to take the under on Joel Embiid points the other night, or the the less than under. Um, 35 and a half points for Joel Embiid the other night against the Hornets. Um, Sixers Twitter got a hold of this tweet and just had a field day. They're like, this isn't just your normal center, man. No, it's not, because he doesn't play the good teams. He's not your just normal run-of-the-mill center. He doesn't play against the good teams. The last time he's played a quote-unquote good team, which I don't know if I can call the Lakers a quote-unquote good team, but they have LeBron and AD. So, like, they have good players. There may not be a good team. was 11-27, November 27th. We are recording this on December 17th. Full 20 days Yep. since yep. he's played a good team. The one before then was 11-15, the Celtics. Uh, 12 days before the last good team that he played. And part of this is because he plays in the East and he plays in a bad division. So they will play more games against bad teams than they will play against good teams. Of course. I get that. But when you miss three games, four games in that span, why wouldn't you just play the good team and and just give one up against the Wizards? Give one up against the Hornets. Give one up against the Hawks. Like, because odds are, Tyrese Maxey is going to go off, score 40 plus points because apparently everyone can do that now. Exactly. (laughs) We'll score 40 plus points and the Sixers will be fine and they will win a game because they're winning it so easily with you scoring your 35, 10 and whatever. They don't necessarily need your 35. You could take that all away and they would still end up winning the game because they're winning by 40. Exactly. (laughs) Just play against the good teams and take your rest days. I get rest days and load management is a thing. Kawhi Leonard's not missing games. Shocker, right? Th- Correct. Th-
1: this season's different. I love this shit.
0: Uh, I'm just, I don't get it. Like, I, I understand load management. I understand for a seven foot three center that has been injury prone for his entire career and missed like his first three seasons in the NBA, just like did not play basketball. I get him having to miss certain games. Why are those games not against the easy teams where you think you can guarantee yourself a W with the rest of the team? And him playing against the hard teams where you're going to have to play the Celtics in the playoffs. If you make it past the first round, you're going to end up playing the Celtics more than likely
1: you're going to end
0: up playing the bucks or Miami more than likely play the good teams. See how you match up, pick up on their tendencies how they play you against you on defense, how they target you on defense. I don't understand why we're just ducking. And I hate and this is a segue into the next part. We'll get to it in a minute. But I hate that Joel Embiid is number one in MVP <laughs> right now.
1: Well, you have your own agenda to spread, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I I get it to an extent. I mean, if you're looking strictly based on this guy averages the most points, he does the most things. Yeah. Sure. Cool. But if you really get down to it, we, we were game log studying before we went on air today. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just not right. This isn't this isn't right. I don't enjoy it. Um, you know, like I mentioned, we'll get into this talking a little bit, but MVP should be wide open right now. Um, I don't enjoy. I love the I love the Shea the Shay talk that we're getting. Um, it's pretty sick. He's got an aura they yeah. say on Twitter, but I, I love I love that. Uh, you know, the, it is wide open, and I think Joel Embiid has a very good chance of winning it. But it's going to be one of those where we're going to look back and we're just going to be like, he did this to do it? Are we we serious?
0: Because I don't know. You have to play 60 games to be awarded any uh, regular season award. And you have to play, is it 55 or six? I don't know if it's 55 or 60 for uh, all NBA, all all defense. 65. 65. So if we're on this path, I think Embiid's on the path of – getting to sixty five on the dot or sixty seven. He's gonna he's probably going to get there, God forbid he has an injury or anything. I don't want that to happen at all. I just want him to play good teams and prove it against those teams. Because we'll just go ahead and talk about it. Luca, Luca doesn't miss games. He only misses games when his daughter is being born. Yep. He missed so one lu- game and he was back the day after the kid was born. It's so not learned. like he just Missed three, four games. Dante Exum, uh, resurrection, by the way. He also had a right. daughter the same day that or the day after Luca's daughter was born. Oh wow. Uh, mm. Yeah, dad power is hitting the Dallas Mavericks. There it is. There it is. And they Love got it. dad strength now. Love it. Um the only reason I am proponing promoting Luca to win the MVP this year, because he's always like in the conversation at the beginning of the season, and then by the end of the year, everyone's like, eh, probably not. We'll just give we'll give Joel Embiid the MVP. Right. Give, I mean, Jokic, absolutely, just he should get the MVP every year. I think the best player should always win the MVP. LeBron should have seven MVPs right now, and he has exactly. four. Voter exactly. fatigue is stupid. Give it to the best player no matter what. Yep, That's what I'm asking. So in that argument, Jokic is probably, he should probably win the MVP this year uh, if they win 55-plus games and they're the number one or two seed in the West and he's the best player on that team. Yeah, he should probably win MVP. Just saying, Luca has led the Dallas Mavericks to the number three seed currently. It's December 17th, so it's not like this is finality or whatever, but I think Luca's like number five in MVP odds right now or four. He's nowhere even need he's not even close to the top three. It's Embiid, Jokic, that. and I can't remember who I think it may be Shea, which is also incredibly deserving. Right, right. Luca is shooting forty nine, thirty eight, eighty. On his splits and is averaging 32.7 points, 8.3 rebounds, and 9.1 assists on the season. Oh my God. His last 10 games, he has had 30 plus points, which is the second time he's done that in his career and has already surpassed Dirk Nowitzki for most 35 point games in Dallas Mavericks history. Luka Doncic is 24 years old. Dirk Nowitzki played 21 seasons in the NBA, yep. in the NBA yep. for the Dallas Mavericks. God. He has already surpassed him. God, that is at beautiful. 34. That is beautiful. Uh, so he's doing that. He's making his free throws, 40 out of 42 in his last 42 attempts, uh, which I never thought I'd see the day because it was always frustrating because whenever he finally did get to the line, he was always so pissed off and he was probably missing him because he's like, thank God I finally got a call. Neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Outside of Derek Lively II, there hasn't been a ton of help this year for the Dallas Mavericks outside of Luka and Derek Lively because Kyrie's missed a handful of games at the beginning of the season, and now he's been out for the last week as Dwight Powell landed on his heel. God. All-time bad visual. Uh, and, and Dwight Powell just hurts himself typically, and then he's like, <laughs> I'm going to hurt somebody else tonight. <laughs> and it just happened to be Kyrie Irving, the one oh other God. guy on the team that you can't really lose. Derek Lively also got hurt last night, twisted his ankle. Uh, it's just a sprain. I think he's going to be fine. He'll good. be back in a few games probably. So, But they're third in the West, and the only reason that they're third in the West right now is because of Luka Doncic.
1: The sole reason, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Grant Williams had three points last night. Oh, I love him. Derek Jones Jr. doesn't – he can't do it every night. But he can like, dunk. Be, he can dunk, though. He, he can, can dunk. He can do the full dunk thing, and yeah. he, he will make a handful of open threes most there nights. There it is. Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to shoot 21 to 25 point, times a game, and that could either get you 32 or it could get you 10.
1: Yeah, no in-between.
0: <laughs> in the most backbreaking fashion. And it's always the no, 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 yes shots or the no, 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 oh, my God, I can't believe he did it again shots. Yep, yep. Uh, and Derek Lively is shooting like 79% from the field right now because yeah. it's all lobs, essentially, and it's awesome. I love Derek Lively. I, I would die for Derek Lively. But Luca, the only reason everyone is good right now on the Mavs, Dante Exum is also averaging 19 points this season. What? Um, yeah, 19 points per game. Uh, welcome back, Dante Exum, Luca Doncic. Let's give some more props to him because D- Dante Exum hadn't been in the league for a couple years now. Yeah. He played in Australia, yeah. wherever he was. Now yeah. he's back, and all of a sudden he's averaging 19. He's at his career high in awesome. threes the other night. Hit that seven is threes. awesome.
1: I love that.
0: Because <laughs> Luka is the most valuable player on the Mavericks, bar none. If he's not in, then it's like, okay, where are the points coming from? Because I don't know. And where are the assists coming from? Because I don't know.
1: It's floor general to the max. I mean, you are seeing a baby Jokic in the sense of height, obviously. But right. I mean, we were talking about this a couple of pods ago. Like, just the way he plays is so slow. He brings the game to himself, and he and he brings all the nine, all the other nine people on the court to his level. And I think that's what will always separate him, you know, with anybody else because he just he plays the game his way, and not a lot of people can say they do that.
0: Yeah, he dictates how the game is going to be played when he is on the court. When he exactly. is off the court, anything else can happen. The fast break points will happen. All these things can happen. But Luca, when he is on the court, the refs will ref it a certain way because it's kind of like it's a different version, but LeBron in a sense. LeBron, every time he drives into the paint, is fouled. Yep. Every single time. In a different way, Luca, every time he has drives into the drives into the paint, he is fouled. It looks different because LeBron is six foot eight and the most athletic person we've ever seen in our lives. And Luka Doncic is a white European man that has cinder blocks for feet. Yep. And there it is. doesn't run fast and has in that past been called fat. I don't think he's fat this year. I think we're getting in, in shape Luka. Um, I think that's proven on the court, but he is fouled on every drive. However, he does not get free throws. I think he's averaging like five free throws a game.
1: God, we, we we mentioned that a, lot a couple pods ago. Like you're seeing Embiid shoot what twelve a game, Giannis shoot mm-hmm. ten, and you're. Dane getting,
0: Lillard like, even gets like ten plus a game. Yeah, and
1: Luka still drives. I mean, he plays on the outside a lot, but he drives just as much. You know, maybe a little bit less than uh, they do. So, uh, I completely understand your thoughts about these uh, about these whistles or the or the lack thereof. But you know, I really I, next time they play the Rockets, I really got to see it for myself because. You know, I I feel I feel I feel for you, and I hope that this gets situated soon.
0: And I I think for the listener, since I was bitching about Embiid not playing against good teams, Luka Doncic, when playing for the Mavericks, is seven and seven against teams over five hundred, not even five hundred and above, over five hundred. They are seven and seven when Luka Doncic plays against those teams, and they also have the most road wins in the NBA, nine, as opposed to eight. I think the Wolves and one other team have eight. I think the the Dallas Mavericks are nine and four on the road this season. Luka Doncic is a huge part of that because who who else is playing for the Mavericks right now outside of him? Yeah, literally. Uh, I don't know. Markeith Morris, you know, welcome to the lineup because you've been you getting a lot of runs since Kyrie's been gone. Uh, Dante Exum's been balling out and obviously we have to deal with Dwight Powell and Grant Williams and other players. I was really excited really? for Grant Williams this season and the first five, six games of the year. It's like, Shooting 55% from three and playing awesome defense. And now he doesn't even play defense and oh. he makes zero threes a game. So it's poor guy. Poor guy. I love them.
1: Get ready to learn the playbook, buddy.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just frustrating that Luca's not being in the conversation across like any platform right now. No NBA talking heads are like, wow, look at what Luca's doing. He should be in the conversation for MVP. It's always Embiid. And Shea's getting a lot of love. And I, I would love for Shea to get more love. I, he is absolutely deserving. But Luca's just not being mentioned is is crazy to me. Um, did you see the graphic that someone put out of like Basketball Reference from LeBron's first MVP season to what Shea is averaging right now?
1: No, like, go on.
0: And it's like the green and the white and everything. Oh, um, I think it was LeBron's 2007 season, if I'm not mistaken. And everyone's like, "Look, look at how much green is on Shea's side." And there was like two green things for LeBron, and <laughs> I think it was like field goal percentage and something else like wow minutes per game or whatever and i was just like well yeah that makes sense because i just watched keegan murray score 47 there points. it is there it is we're in a different era full if circle LeBron played in this era at that age and at his prime in 2007 you bring 2007 lebron into 2023 yeah no lebron's gonna be the better player than shea oh just, yeah oh yeah that's Come how on. it's gonna work it's not even a conversation <laughs> what like, are we even talking about yeah that's not even a convo uh, and he was an OKC fan. OKC was like, "Hey, where, Shea is way better than LeBron was in 2007." It's a different game. That teams are scoring 20 points. more points. Teams are scoring no, scoring 20 more points a game. They're scoring like 40 more points a game. It was like Jesus. 80. I think it was like 85 points per game was what it was in 2007. No shot. Maybe maybe, maybe, maybe the
1: Pistons' defensive rating, but <laughs>
0: I remember watching. Not everybody I was growing else. up watching. I was like, "This is awesome," and now I watch NBA today. I'm like the. can't believe it was 20 years ago
1: god you're seeing you're you're seeing a a san antonio detroit 71 to 67 all-time battle and now you're seeing Giannis and tyrese halliburton go at it scoring like 130 each or something like that yeah like what the oh
0: my god i can't wait to turn into bill simmons on this podcast and like well back in my day uh, they only scored 87 points a game (laughs) there it is yep i always kind of bring bill simmons into Got got to yeah so luca just get an mvp conversation by everybody like steven everybody's gotta start talking about it just i don't care if he wins it or not i just want him to be in the conversation because without him the mavericks are a lottery team and they lose yes. their first round pick to the knicks yes i love that whatever and be keep Giannis, spreading fuck
1: off keep spreading um, that propaganda
0: yeah right it's been a fun week of nba because it's been so dramatic and then I think Jim, well, Jalen Brunson scores 50 the other yeah. night, which was awesome. I love Jalen Brunson, but it was incredibly funny because uh, Julius Randle went and grabbed the game ball and yeah. held it above his head. He's like, "No one's getting this. No one's getting this game ball." Everyone's poking fun at him. Jimmy Butler was doing it the other night and grabbing the ball. Ah, uh, that, that just warms my heart that everyone else is making fun of Giannis. Yeah. I would just like yeah. someone to tweet at Joel Embiid and be like, "Hey, when y'all when you want to play against a good team."
1: Yep, there it is.
0: There it is. I don't know. Just spitballing here. Hater Today's shit. Been
1: fun. Hater shit. Keep it pushing. <laughs> I love it.
0: I love this shit, man. That was a, that was that was fun. I yeah. I feel a lot better. I feel a lot lighter. There it I is. Got all that off my chest. I've been holding on to it since Wednesday and then it just kept compounding with Embiid <laughs> and then no talk of Luca. I just had a lot to say today. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. This is your uh, therapy. This is this is free therapy for you. And I'm so yeah. glad, I'm so glad to witness it.
0: Yeah, so if you've made it along this far in the podcast, hit the subscribe button below on YouTube or any platform that you listen to podcasts on. This podcast, Zero Gravity, has been brought to you by Blaze and Bloody Mary Mix from Zing Zing and The Celebrity Mink. Go check out the links in the description below on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button, hit the like button, comment. Uh, tell me your hater fact of the day in the comment section. That would be fun. What? Yeah. What are you hating on the day in the NBA? Just this is the hater episode. There it is. There it it's is. It's gonna be great. There's the title. But we'll be back <laughs> Thursday morning with a brand new episode of Zero Gravity. This has been Zero Gravity, presented by Apollo Media.